0: hey what's going on guys you are listening to the Clyde talk podcast but before we get into it i need you to do me a really quick favor right number one if you haven't done so already i need you to subscribe to the podcast that way you get notifications every time i drop an episode number two i need you to leave a rating now i ain't asking you to lie all right so if it's not five stars to you don't give it five stars but if it is i'm gonna need you to hit that fist off for me all right lastly if something i share connected with you in any way leave a review that way other people can see that this is something that they really need to listen to all right so as always i really appreciate your support and i think we got big things coming here at the cloud talk podcast but we need your help to do it okay so without further ado let's jump into this week's conversation Yo, what's good with y'all? It's Clyde. And welcome back to the Clyde Talk podcast. I hope you're enjoying your day and I hope you're feeling good because I believe I have a good topic for you. So today we're going to be talking about identity. And the reason why is because lately I've been asking myself the question, who am I? Who am I? And I feel like I've been asking that question because I'm in a transitional period in my life. I've officially entered adulthood and adulting ain't for the week. <laughs> and I'm learning that there are no rules or clear guidelines to this thing. And I'm sort of having to figure it out on my own and figure it out as I go. During the past couple months, I've been reflecting over my life a little bit, and I have realized some things that I think will be useful to share. Cool. So I came across a TD Jakes quote that says, when you don't know who you are, People will ascribe an identity to you and you will morph into whoever they want you to be. And I'm like, dang, I think I've done that over the course of my life. I believe that I've always let people define me by a label. First, I was Clyde the athlete in high school. I played basketball. I played football and I ran track. Now I'm from the borough, that's Goldsboro, North Carolina, not Greensboro, so don't get it twisted, right? Shout out to the borough. And my town is real small. So if you had any kind of talent, people usually knew who you were. So that was that. And so I went on to play college ball where I I played football, right, at Methodist University. That was a bit of a transition for me, but nothing really new since I was an athlete in high school. So even though I was in an unfamiliar place, I had a familiar label, right? Because I knew how to be Clyde the Athlete. But then something happened, right? My senior year of college, two days before the first game, I fractured my foot and my little football career is over. Is over. And I remember being so devastated because, no, I didn't think football would last forever, right? But it still hit different for me. I remember being Really confused about where I, I was in life, and it was the first time I really had to look in the mirror and ask myself, "What's next?" So even though I didn't really leave my mark on the game like I had hoped, I I was able to still make history at Methodist University by being part of the charter line of the Alpha Epsilon Alpha chapter of Omega Psi Phi. Now you have to keep in mind that this was a big deal, right? Because i go to a pwi and although there were other orgs on campus there wasn't no dogs on campus you know what i mean so it was a complete culture shock and i ain't gonna lie being the bros lived up to the hype i've honestly compared it to being a celebrity with no money for real for real like so for a good minute there i morphed into clyde the q so i graduate and land my first job right And now I'm in another weird place because I'm working with people 10 years older than me with kids and retirement accounts. And I'm fresh out of school and I'm still trying to go back to school on the weekends and be out, which got old. Honestly, you know what it felt like? We all know that guy that graduated high school, right? But still be at all the high school parties. That's what it felt like, like real corny, real childish. And um and it just made me feel a little empty, feel a little unfulfilled and, and lame, you know what I'm saying? And so <clears throat> I'm reminded of a scripture of first Corinthians 13, 11, when it says, when I was a child, I spoke as a child. I understood as a child, I thought as a child, but when I became a man, I put away childish things. And so looking back, I see, I felt like this because I hadn't been able to turn the page to the next chapter of my life. And, um uh, I didn't do that because I wasn't sure what it looked like, to be honest. And when you're unsure about the next page in your life, we sometimes try to make what was supposed to be just a page, a whole chapter. Right. And growth can be really uncomfortable. But I'm grateful for the uncomfortability, because out of that uncomfortability, I started asking myself questions like, why am I here and what am I supposed to be? And so it was out of that experience that I started realizing that I had purpose in my life and that God put me on this earth for a reason. I just didn't know exactly what it was. So fast forward a little bit and um, I rededicate my life to Christ. I get saved. Right. And keep in mind, like my parents are pastors. I have born and raised in church. Um, my grandparents are pastors, um, but I was nowhere near Christ in college. Right. Um, One ain't trying to go to church. (laughs) And that's fine. All right. We all have those kind of seasons in our life sometimes. Right. Nobody's perfect, but I'm grateful for the foundation that was laid for me, because in Proverbs 22, it says train up a child in a way that he should go. And when he is old, he will not depart from it. But still, though, I knew what church was. I knew tradition. I knew religion. But I didn't know what relationship looked like. I didn't know what having a relationship with God looks like. So now that I'm trying to live for him, what does that look like? Which leads me to where I am right now. So I'm in a predicament because, see, I ain't out here picking girls up in the middle of the club no more. I don't want to spend all my money at the bar or at the strip club. Right. And I ain't saying that I don't drink. (laughs) I ain't saying that I don't like having a good time. But my focus, my primary focus is being the best that I can be and trying to build wealth for me and my potential family. So that leaves me in my current predicament, because how can I build if my foundation isn't strong? And how can I lead anybody if I don't have a clear direction on where I'm going myself? But I know I'm on the right track, right, because I started asking myself these questions like, who am I? what am I doing here? What What's my purpose? And so it's just like I'm a puzzle and I'm looking for the missing pieces. So it's crazy how God orchestrates things, right? Because it just so happens that my great uncle on my dad's side pass um, and I'm not really close with a lot of people on my dad's side. I mean, his his immediate family, like his sisters and his brothers, I am. And but that side of the family, I'm really not aware of. Right. So um, when he passed, we headed down to the funeral and it was the first time I was actually meeting a lot of my cousins. And um, even though we gathered under a sad occasion, I'm so glad that I went because it was like I got a big piece of the puzzle of who I am. I realized that there are some characteristics that we all shared, like, for example, look, I'm over here observing everybody. I ain't gonna lie. I'm looking at all the cousins and all my uncles and i'm like yo like we all got the same shape head like we all got little ears like all the Clyde women have big calf muscles like strong calf muscles like i'm like y'all be running don't y'all like (laughs) heavy on the calf raises or something like it was wild like and um it was just was cool man and like um The fact that everybody didn't mind serving each other, like it was just a thing to where like what you need, you need something like it wasn't forced. It wasn't like I'm doing this just because I'm family. It's just like yo, this is who we are. We serve, we show love. And um, I was so proud to be a a Clyde. It just made my heart feel real full just to be around it. Right. And um, as I'm listening. To the stories of my great uncle, And the kind of man he was and his character, I realized that we had some similarities as well. Like he would just um, pull up on people and spend time with them. Right. And quality time is my love language. And that's like my pedigree. Right. He would just surprise people with groceries or um, just be a giver, like ask you if you need anything. He was that type of person. And that's who I strive to be. Right. And I realized that certain some things that I do naturally, man, they're part of my DNA. And it's funny how funerals make you think about your own death, right? And how you want to be remembered. And I realize now that all those things that I've been through, all the experiences that I've had, all that is me, right? But I have to ask myself, who does God say that I am? And I already had a big piece of the puzzle already. Because of my identity in Christ, my identity is solidified, It's validated. It comes from Christ. And so the whole time I knew exactly who I was and I should have been asking him, um, who does he say that I am? And it just makes me reflect on the story of Jesus when he's talking to his disciples and he's asking them, "Okay, so who do men say that I am? His disciples talking about, like, yo, they say you a, a prophet, like they say you John the Baptist. Some say that you are Elijah. Others say that you're Jeremiah. And it was like, okay, so who do you say that I am though? Right? And Peter answers and says, You are the Christ. You're the son of the living God. And and it's like, man, it matters not what people are saying about me, right? It matters not who I morph myself into. All those have a a little piece of me, right? But in totality, who am I? I say that I am who God says I am. And God says a lot about who I am. In Deuteronomy, he says I'm the head and not the tail, above and only and not beneath. In Psalms, he says I'm fearfully and wonderfully made, meaning God took his sweet time when he made me. In Romans, he says we are more than conquerors. In Matthew, he says we are the salt of the earth. Meaning that we add flavor to the world, right? So that means the world needs my seasoning because it's bland without me. So who am I? I'm Clyde. I'm James Clyde Jr. And I wanna be remembered as someone who showed love, who made people feel like they mattered no matter how much time they spent with me. I wanna leave people with the feeling of feeling inspired, encouraged, and empowered to conquer the world because you can. And I feel like that's my legacy. That's who I am. And, and that's if I can leave somebody feeling better about themselves, if I can give to somebody, if they don't have it, if I can meet somebody's need, if I can show love or give an encouraging word when they may be feeling down, if I can uh, give a little bread, if I can, man, that that's how I want to be remembered, because that's my DNA. That's my pedigree. And that's what Jesus told me to be. He said it's better to give than to receive. If I had any advice to you, I would just tell you to go look and ask God what he says about you, man, because you're more than Clyde, the doctor, more than Clyde, the lawyer. You're more than Clyde, the engineer. You're more than your, you know, your last mistake or the thing that you did wrong. Um, God says a whole lot about you. And I just encourage you to, to go look for yourself, man. Don't take my word for it. Go look for yourself, man, because you'll find that you're more valuable than you think. Um, And you got to understand, man, like you pressure. Yesterday's price is not today's price. You feel what I'm saying? Like you're valuable, man. So don't discount yourself for nobody. Don't discount yourself for nobody. Don't give yourself your valuable self to somebody at a discounted rate. That's my advice to you. And that's what I hope you leave with. And um, your identity, man, is solidified in Christ. Like your validation comes from him. He says who you are, not nobody else. Not no amount of money, not nothing like he tells you who you are. So you be who he called you to be straight up.